Good afternoon, everybody. What is going on? Welcome back to the Foil Sports Podcast. We are back here today with another episode. Today is July 5th, 2021. We're going to go over all the series of the weekends, and then we're going to go over the All-Star Game roster. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to hop into it with the American League. The Houston Astros traveled to Cleveland for a four-game set starting on Thursday night. The Astros got the clean sweep with 7-2 wins, 6-3 win, 3-2 win, and 4-3 win. So the Astros just have a four-game losing streak. They just came off a sweep against the Baltimore Orioles and dropped the last game against the Detroit Tigers. Jordan Alvarez was placed on the paternity list on Friday, but he should be back on Tuesday's series opener against the Athletics. The Astros are very injury-prone right now. They have 13 guys on the injured list right now, including three main guys. You have Michael Brantley with right-side discomfort. He has no timetable for his return. Bragman with the left quad strain will return in mid-July, which is great progress because the Astros didn't know when he was going to come back. They thought it might have been months. Kyle Tucker struggling with back spasms. He should be back for the series opener against the Athletics. So that's some good news for the Astros as they look to finish the first half strong. We go to Buffalo, New York. The Rays played against the Blue Jays Friday night, an 11-1 Blue Jays win. Saturday, a 6-3 Blue Jays win. And Sunday, a 5-1 Rays win. Not really much happening here. Brett Phillips got to pitch in the game Friday night which was hilarious if you haven't seen the videos on Twitter. Tampa Bay falls to 4.5 games back out of first place in the American League East, and Toronto inches back to eight and a half games back with the series win. We go to Detroit Friday night. The White Sox beat the Tigers 8-2, to two, but then dropped two Saturday and Sunday, losing 11-1 and 6-5. to five. So the White Sox are coming into this series after a sweep against a very underwhelming Twins team. They dropped two out of three to a divisional opponent. Fortunately for the White Sox, the Indians also got swept. White Sox are six and a half games ahead of the Indians for first place. So not too much to worry about. Just looking to finish the first half strong. Baltimore Orioles traveled to Anaheim where they got swept, losing eight to seven, four to one, and six to five. Shohei Otani doing what Shohei Otani does. Two home runs on Friday night. His stats so far, 31 home runs, 67 RBIs with a 5.2 B war in 78 games. The last three players above a 10 war in a season. B war in a season. Mookie Betts in 2018, Mike Trout in 2016 and 2012, and Barry Bonds in 2004. That's some great great, uh, company that he's in. And we're going to talk about Shohei more when we talk about the All-Star game rosters being released. Red Sox travel to Oakland. They win 3-2, to two, lose 7-6, to six, and win one nothing. So two really even-matched teams. All three games in the series were, were one-run games. Red Sox stay hot. They're 9-1 in their last 10, and they're starting to gain a lot of separation in the American League East. Oakland falls three-and-a-half games behind the Astros after their sweep of the Indians. Twins and Royals. Royals win seven to four, six to three, and then the Twins win Sunday six to two. Uh, really, the only news for this series is injury related. So Josh Donaldson exits the game Saturday with a tight right hamstring. They don't know when he's going to return. 
The Royals, number one prospect, Bobby Witt Jr., exited in the third inning with an ankle injury in his double-A game on Sunday. He landed awkwardly on his ankle trying to beat out a double play ball. And lastly, for the American League, the Rangers travel to Seattle. Seattle wins 5-4. to four. The Rangers win 7-3 on Saturday. And then Seattle takes the series 4-1 to one on Sunday. The Mariners inch to seven games back at the Astros. The Rangers fall to 18-and-a-half game back and end their little hot shake that they had going off. Joey Gallo finally cools off for the Rangers. He went 0-7 in the two games that he played in this weekend after homering in five straight games prior. Some, some good news for the Rangers. Sam Huff, who was playing with the rookie affiliate team, the ACL Rangers, hit a 511-foot home run with 115 exit of you. That's insane. Good news for the Mariners, Jared Kelenic, who struggled when he was up with the big with the big uh, in the big leagues. He's hitting up in AAA right now. So do what you want with that information. He's had a really good week so far, and he's really heating up for the AAA team. Now it is time for the National League here. We start off in the nation's capital, beautiful Washington, D.C., as they hosted the Los Angeles Dodgers on Thursday. Both teams looking pretty hot coming into this, but the Dodgers walk away with a clean sweep with 6-2, 10-5, 5-3, and 5-1 wins. The Nationals were 14-3 in their last 17 before this series. That was their hot streak were ended by the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers are 9-1 in their last 10. And guess what, Nationals? When it rains, it pours. Hurt in Friday's game with a hamstring injury is Kyle Schwarber. He will have to miss significant time, according to the Nationals. No procedure will be required, but there's no timetable for his return. Kyle Schwarber, National League Player of the Month in June, with 16 home runs in an 18-game span. For the Dodgers, Trevor Bauer was scratched from the start on Sunday on administrative leave for sexual assault allegations. Not going to go much into that. The Brewers, the red-hot Brewers going into the series, travel – to Pittsburgh Thursday night for a four-game series. They they win three out of four, winning seven to two, seven to two, and eleven to two Friday through Saturday. I mean Thursday through Saturday, but they dropped the Sunday game two nothing. The Brewers had their eleven-game winning streak snapped on Sunday, but it was a great run for the Brewers. The second longest winning streak in Brewers history was that streak that we just saw. The longest dating back to 1987, which was the 13th a 13-game winning streak. We go into the 11-game winning streak. They outscored 84-28. to 28. They outscored their opponents 84 runs to 28 runs, and their run differential went from negative 7 to 56, positive 56, that is. Brewers are now seven games back in front of the Reds, eight and a half games back in front of the Cubs. So they are gaining a lot of separation really fast with the Cubs skidding. It's homecoming in Denver. For Nolan Arenado, as the Cardinals travel to Colorado to face the Rockies, unfortunately for Arenado, his team drops three out of four to the Rockies. Rockies winning five to two on Thursday, losing nine to three on Friday in extra innings, and then winning three to two Saturday and Sunday. Arenado's return was spoiled as they dropped the series, and he goes two for fourteen with three strikeouts. Tough week for him. The Giants, the Na- the National League National League's best team, the San Francisco Giants, travel to the worst team, 
in the National League, the Arizona Diamondbacks. That series started on Thursday at Chase Field. Arizona steals the first game 5-3 to three on Thursday before San Francisco wins 11-4, 6-5, and 5-2 to two the rest of the weekend. Another series passes by, and the Giants still have the best record in baseball, but it's getting much, much closer now. The Red Sox have the same number of wins but have two more losses. With the Dodgers sweep, they are now half a game back out of first place. It's something to look out for this week as the Giants play the Cardinals at home and the Dodgers play the Mar- the Marlins pardon me, on the road. The Padres travel to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Well, they did not have a great weekend. Phillies win 4-3, to 4-2. to two. Padres win 11-1 on Sunday. Some good news for the Phillies. D.D. Gregorius returns for the injured list, and he homers in his first game back on Friday night. Bad news for the Phillies. Andrew McCutcheon left Sunday's game with an with oblique tightness return to be determined. Bad news for the Padres. C.J. Abrams, their number eight prospect, out for the rest of the season with tibia and MCL injury after he got in a collision on Wednesday night. The Padres fall to four and a half games back out of first place in their third in the division, which is crazy because they have 50 wins. And you look at a team like the national, you look at a a division like the National League East, none of their teams have 50 wins and only one team is above 500. That's not important right now, though. Manny homers twice in the series finale, all star game snub. We'll talk about that later. Uh, The Cubs travel to Cincinnati. The Cubs going into the series. I believe they have lost they they have lost uh six or seven straight going into the series and they get swept. They have lost nine in a row at point of recording this. They have lost nine in a row and they are now eight and a half games back out of first place. The Reds moved to second in the division, seven games back out of first. So with the Brewers playing well and the Cubs playing not well after they threw that no hitter against the Dodgers, there's a lot of separation there as we come to a close of the first half here. Last series in the National League, the Marlins played against the Braves. Really good games. The Braves win one nothing on Friday night. The Marlins win three to two on Saturday, and the Braves win eight to seven on Sunday with a walk off by Max Freed. Yes, the starting pitcher Max Freed with the walk off line drive single up the middle. Are the Braves figuring it out? Maybe they're one game under five hundred when recording at forty one and forty two, but they're only three and a half games back out of first place in the NL East behind the New York Mets. The Braves, this is a team that I think is going to turn it around the second half, but they look to finish the first half strong here. They play their next series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then they will play the Miami Marlins again. Finish strong and ball out in the second half, and I think they have a great chance to win the National League East. We have one series here in interleague play. It is the Subway Series. The New York Mets travel to the Bronx. They'll play the New York Yankees. Mets take two out of three against a really underwhelming Yankees team so far. Mets win 8-3 to on Saturday because the game Friday got delayed, and then they played a doubleheader Sunday, the Mets winning 10-5, to a great comeback win, and then losing 4-2 to in the nightcap on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Chapman's breakdown in game two. Dude is not playing good baseball right now, so if you don't know, the dude comes in. He faces two hitters. He he walks a guy, and then Pete Alonzo hits a home run and ties the game. That was in game one of the doubleheader on Sunday. The Yankees are now 10 games back out of first place, and I don't know if it gets much easier. They play Seattle's team who's playing good baseball right now, and the Houston Astros, a hurt Houston Astros team. But they should be getting Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez back for that series. So 
I guess we'll just see. I think those series could go either way, something to look out for. New York Mets game, the New York Mets are six games over 500, and they are somehow first in the division. Uh, they played Milwaukee, which would be tough, but then they'll get to close it out against Pittsburgh to hopefully end the first half strong. So just some teams that I'm going to look out for as I watch this week before the next podcast episode drops later this week. I already hinted at it, but keep a keep a close eye out on the National League West out here. San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Giants will be playing the Cardinals at home, which is a series that they could win, and the Dodgers play the Marlins on the road, which they probably will win, even though Trevor Rodgers is on the mound game one of that series. It'll be interesting to see. I think the Giants – I personally think the, the uh, Giants are pretenders, and I, I think they're going to finish third in this division. But right now, I mean, look, I'm rooting for them, and every series passes by, and, you know, they, they stay with the best record in baseball and the best record in the National League. But the Dodgers are red hot right now. They're ending the first half like I, I think that they should have been playing all year. And it'll be interesting to see. Just keep an eye out on that. Uh, it'll be a really close race here, but I think, you know, when we get closer to the end of the second half, that'll be a blowout. I think the Giants are pretenders, and they've had an easy schedule, and their second-half schedule looks a lot harder. And I, I guess we'll see if they're pretenders or not. A lot of production from the Giants, from their, their, their mainly veteran team, so it's really surprising to see how they're coming along right here. That, and I'm excited to see – how the Braves respond. So this has been a nightmare of a first half for the for the uh, Atlanta Braves. It's been a nightmare. They're under 500, and you know that they're a really good team. Ronald Acuna is really a bright spot here, but I think I, I think they'll figure it out. I think they're going to have a really good second half. I think it, it'll be interesting to see how they close out the first half. So like I said before. They finished the first half against the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Miami Marlins, two series that they can win. They just went toe-to-toe with the Marlins for three games, though. Pirates, you never know. They have a lot of young talent. Adam Frazier, Key Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds. So it'll be really interesting to see how the Braves respond. Now the part of the show that I've been waiting for, the All-Star Game rosters were released yesterday, the four rosters. So I'm going to give you guys a recap on both leagues, and then I'm going to say who I think, who I like who's in, who I think should not even be in. I think fan vote or the player got it wrong. And that's basically it. And and this should be, you know, this won't take too long. But, you know, let's go ahead and let's start here. Let's start in the American League. They're going to be the road team in this All-Star game because it'll be hosted in Colorado. The pitchers for the American League, Shane Bieber, the Cleveland Indians, Garrett Cole, New York Yankees, Nathan Evaldi of the Boston Red Sox, Kyle Gibson of the Texas Rangers, Kyle Kikuchi. Oh, not Kyle. I'm sorry. You say Kikuchi of the Seattle Mariners, Lance Lynn of the Chicago White Sox, Carlos Rodon of the Chicago White Sox. I like how he's in there. Matt Barnes of the Boston Red Sox, Aroldis Chapman. I don't, I don't, yeah. Aroldis Chapman's in. That's cool. Uh, he, he's played with the New York Yankees, if you don't know. Liam Hendricks of the Chicago White Sox. Ryan Presley of the Houston Astros. And Gregory Soto of the Detroit Tigers. 
We go into the position players here, the starters, Aldo Perez of the Kansas City Royals, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Blue Jays, Marcus Simeon of the Blue Jays, Raphael Devers at third with Bogarts at short, both on the Red Sox. And then, yes, the, he, he is a starter, Mike Trout, Teoscar Hernandez, or they're both starters, by the way, and then Aaron Jones of the New York Yankees. Shohei Otani is going to be – a pitcher slash a, I don't know how that's really going to work because he won't be a designated hitter because he'll be pitching and he'll be hitting for himself. But you know what I'm saying? The reserves, Mike Zanino, a catcher with the Tampa Bay Rays, Matt Olson, and Jared Walsh. I love those selections. Reserve for first base, Altuve. Reserve for second base, Ramirez. Reserve for third base, Bo Bichette, Carlos Correa. Reserve for shortstop. And then your reserves for the outfield are Cedric Mullins, Adolis Garcia, Michael Brantley, and then Joey Gallo's in there for some reason. I disagree. Reserves for designated hitter are J.D. Martinez and Nelson Cruz, which is amazing because Nelson Cruz just turned 41. So I want to talk about this first. And I think that I've been seeing a lot on social media that people really wanted Yasmani Grandal to get in, and I voted Yasmani Grandal over Salvador Perez. And I look here and I think, well, how didn't Mike Zanino make the top three? Thank God he's a reserve because he deserves it. And people are asking on social media, why is Mike Zanino over Yasmani Grandal? I'll tell you why. Let's look at it. Catcher is the most important defensive position. If you go on Baseball Savant, Mike Zanino is in the 96th percentile in pitch framing. Grandel's in the 50th percentile. You go to the defensive stats. Gasmani Grandal, negative one defensive runs saved. Mike Zanino with four defensive runs saved this year. Zanino also has caught more runner ceiling, and I, I really don't need to go into this. Mike Zanino is a 10 times better defender than Yasmani Grandal this season. Yasmani Grandal has been unlike himself defensively. He, he's just not been he's just not been good this year. That's okay. But it, when I'm looking at you know the 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 position of catcher, that's the most defensive position out there. And Mike Zanino is way better than this dude defensively, but we got to look at the offense here. Mike Zanino has played less games than Grandall. And if you take a look, Zanino has a higher batting average. And really, I mean, really, that's it. Uh, he does have a higher F war than him, which just shows uh, it just shows the value that he brings on the defensive side of the ball. But Mike Zanino is still having a good offensive season. Grandall, Grandall offensively this year. It's just weird because his on-base percentage is through the roof. His on-base percentage is 388, okay? And his weighted runs created plus 135. So he's 35% better than league average offensively, which is crazy to think because his average is 190 and his average on balls put in play is 189. Slugging percentage is 441. His walk percentage is Amazing, 24.3, and his strikeout percentage is 25.5. One flaw was Zanino, which I, which I, you know, I think one of the valid cases that you can make for, you know, Grandall being over Zanino. Zanino strikes out 39% of the time and walks 9% of the time. 
So Grandal brings a lot more to the table in that way, but Grandal still strikes out 25% of the time. So, you know, you know, Zanino has a 123 weighted runs graded plus, so he's 23% better than league average. But for me, I think that, you know, their offense, I think they're comparable. The defense is not even close. And in a, in a position as important defensively as catcher is, I want Zanino over Grandall there because it's not even comparable. It's a blowout there. And uh, just some guys that I don't really like in the All-Star game, Aroldis Chapman. I mean, I know why he had a really, really good start to the year and he's having a really tough skin now. But, you know, the, I'm sure you could have found could have found somebody else to uh, put there because Chapman's ERA is like in the threes and fours now. He's just not playing at an all-star level right now. Mike Trout, this sounds really weird to say. Mike Trout has – he's been hurt all year. Like, like, I, like I've been saying this. I think Mike Trout – and Byron Buxton, if they're healthy, they're both in here. But they both been hurt. I mean, I mean, you know, they they don't uh, they deserve the respect, but I don't think they deserve to be in the All Star game. Teoscar Hernandez should not be a starter. He should just not be. I think my Michael Brantley is Michael Brantley is about to finish the year hitting three fifty. Okay, I think he should have started over Teoscar, and I think Cedric Mullins, who's having a great year. And I'm really glad that he's getting his recognition even when he's with the Baltimore Orioles, who's winning 25 games a year. I'm really glad that he's getting his recognition. I think he – and I think he will start. I don't know how it's going to work with the reserves because Trout obviously can't play. I think Mullen should have originally been a starter, and I think Michael Brantley should have been a starter over Teoscar Hernandez. I don't like Joey Gallo in here. I think a week ago he, he had a really good week this week. A week ago he was hitting 200 with 10 home runs. His his power numbers are down this year, uh, and he's an above average defender, but not worthy enough to be an all star. So that's really my thoughts on the American League team. I really like the reserves. I love the choice of putting Matt Olson and Jared Walsh at first base. I think that both of them have been have been better than Jose Abreu, and I, and I just I just really like I like Jose Ramirez. I think he's the best third baseman of baseball. I love him. I think he should have. I, I think he he should have at least been in the top three in the voting. But overall, this is a really really good reserves list and just a team in general. And I'm really excited to see Shohei play. So that's my thoughts on the American League team. I really like uh, where this is. So let's go ahead and hop into the National League team here. The pitchers, Corbin Burns, Yu Darvish, Jacob deGrom, Kevin Gosman, Herman Marquez, Trevor Rogers, Zach Wheeler, Brandon Woodruff, Josh Hader, Craig Kimbrell, Mark Melanson, Alex Reyes. It's a great list. And, and if you if you want to tell, I love, I absolutely love this National League team. Position players, the starters, Buster Posey, Freddie Freeman, Adam Frazier, Nolan Arenado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Nick Castellanos, and Jesse Winker. The reserves, JT Real Muto reserved for catcher, Max Muncie reserve at first base, Jake Cronenworth and Ozzy Albies reserves for second base, Eduardo Escobar and Chris Bryant reserves for third base, Brandon Crawford and Trey Turner reserves for shortstop, Mookie Betts, Juan Soto reserves for the outfield, as well as Brian Reynolds, Chris Taylor, and Kyle Schwarber. 
Absolutely love this. I think with the pitchers, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. Kevin Gosman, Jacob deGrom, obviously both having Cy Young-type years along with Corbin Birds and Brandon Woodruff. Trevor Rogers, I think, has a good chance to win National League Rookie of the Year. Zach Wheeler's having a really this – is, this is just a great list. Josh Hader has had a really good month. Reliever of the month, I believe. Craig Krimble's having a great year. You, you, can't, you can't go wrong with any of this. You look in – and I'm really glad because this guy didn't even make it in the top three. And I think I thought he should have been starting in the all-star game, but reserve will do Jake Cronenworth. Oh man. Jake Cronenworth. He's had a really good year so far. And I think he's being overshadowed by Tatis and Machado. And let, let, let's take a look in here. Okay. Weighted runs created plus 126, 26% better. In the league averages, F4 is 2.7. He has great range. He has five OOZ, which is plays out of the zone or out of your normal second base range. That that could also be because the Padres shift a lot, but he has really good range out there. He has a 3.53 OBP. He just doesn't swing and miss. He's been really important part of that Padres order. The really the thing is, you, you know, he struggles with barreling up baseballs. And his hard hit percentage is one of the lowest in the league. I think it's like in the 20th percentile, between 20 and 35% percentile he's in. But you look at everything else that he has on Baseball Savant, and everything else is in red. He just doesn't swing and miss. He puts the ball in play. He's a, he's a great – and I think he's the best second baseman in the uh, in the National League. Who I don't like, who I don't like, and really it's only two guys, and really this is a stretch because I think that one of these guys is actually having a good year, but I just have to say something. Juan Soto, you know, he's having a, I mean, he's having a decent year. His power numbers are way low. He's not as good as he usually is, I think, just because of the name. And, you know, he does the Soto shuffle, and he's just a popular player. It's one of the reasons that he got in. Because really, I mean, he's not having that great of a year. You know, he's he has his, he has less home runs and the same number of RBIs on Game 72 as he did all of last year. And all of last year, you got to remember, he missed games because of COVID, and he played like like in 30 less games, he had more home runs and the same amount of RBIs than he does right now at this point of the season. So, and, and, and he's still having a good year, but. I don't know if I'd call him an all-star per se, but, you know, and I think Ozzy Albies is also the other guy that I'm going to talk about. And I think he's having a good year. I think both these guys are having good years, but I don't know if they're all-star ready. But Ozzy Albies, you know, he got to the top three because he's an Atlanta Brave. But, you know, really, I mean, I don't know. But overall, man, I really, really, really like – this team. The only other thing I would complain about is, and even look, Eduardo Escobar was leading. He he still might be leading the National League in RBIs, but I know he's leading the league, the National League in RBIs for a long time. I would have loved to see Justin Turner in here, but I know every single team's got to have one, and it's whatever. Chris Bryant, he's back. He's playing really good baseball right now, and I'm really happy that he made it in. He deserves to make it in. Justin Turner, though, I think Justin Turner, you just you you. The stats don't lie, and the type of year that Justin Turner is having offensively for the Dodgers, I think he deserved to make it in over Eduardo Escobar, but I can see why. But if it, 
with the way that I was thinking about the voting this year, it was Justin Turner first for me, and then Chris Bryant, and then Nolan Arenado. Arenado is obviously the starter, but you know, the third base in the National League is stacked, so I have no complaints there. And I really have no complaints for the rest of this thing. I'm really happy that Brian Reynolds is in. Jesse Wink, I mean, not Jesse Wink, or Kyle Schwarber is obviously hurt now. He won't be playing in the All-Star game. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. But overall, man, look, you got to give a round of applause to uh, both leagues for these All-Star game rosters. I think they did a really good job of choosing the best players in the league. And, you know, that, that that's really just my thoughts on uh, both of these rosters, man. I love both of them. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Foil Sports Podcast today. I love talking about baseball, very opinionated person. So thank you so much for your support and just listening in. I really do appreciate it. If you liked it and you want to share it with a friend, share it. If not, you know, it's, it's cool. I will be dropping more episodes. I will drop one later this week. We do have a good interview coming up, an exciting interview coming up with somebody in, the, uh, in one of the farm systems here and pro baseball. So that's exciting. We got that coming up, but uh, just uh, stay tuned. And uh, thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Have a great day and happy fourth, even though it's the fifth, happy fourth.